0: David Hayter to say a phrase. So I'm like, well, okay, what could this be? And then... I see it. Vinny,
1: this is Solid Snake. I'm told that you play a lot of Metal Gear games and that you've developed a joke of telling Raiden, <laughs> in Snake's voice, to squeeze your hog so no i only have one thing to say
0: riding squeeze my hog god damn it david all right so listen (laughs) all right guys welcome to big trouble little podcast episode 223 i am joe dubs
1: i'm andy i'm the governor i
2: Chaz. sad (laughs) straight uh (laughs) you're sad sad that you're straight (laughs) yes yes
0: i'm so sad sad that you're straight yes uh we are concluding our mel brooks month chosen by Chaz. uh we are going to be talking about blading blazing saddles (laughs) you got the governor cross-eyed going (laughs) on and uh then we're gonna rank all the mel brooks movies and then we'll give you a little sneak peek of what we're probably doing next week Um, but before we get into that, what the hell you guys been watching, playing, or doing? I tried to think what I, I mean, I played Call of Duty. Um, I played, um, oh my God, I, I haven't played Pokemon yet, but God of War Ragnarok. I finally, uh, continued more with that. I'm not gonna spoil anything, but I, I'm up to the part of Atreus's first mission where he doesn't tell Kratos that he's going out to to find something uh and, yeah and apparently and apparently that's not like a quarter of the game i still have like a shit ton of the to go
2: <laughs> i'm uh, way far ahead of you and i'm still not halfway through the game yeah Let so get there
0: it's gonna be a big boy game it seems like bigger than the first 2018 because i remember it was like uh, a couple of hours and a little side note by the way this is not news but there are people complaining that the callisto protocol is only 12 hours when was like twelve hours like short? I I always start like six hours where it's like short. Now now twelve is.
1: Yeah, people- I mean, when people complain about six, I like don't jump all over them. I kind of get worried about that, but personally, six is fine. Twelve is perfect. That sounds nice to me. Twelve to
3: twenty <laughs> is is prime, <clears throat> solid game length. Uh, and honestly, so I'm I'm happy with anything that's at least eight. <clears throat> uh, Mm-mm. I think people have been weirdly fucking. What? If it's
2: below a hundred hours, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to oh, I gotta shit. lose myself. No. <laughs> You're <need> a shithead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm being a total shithead. Hold on. Can you, can you hit that? Can you, can you tell him who a hero is, Stubbs? Angle. Angle.
3: Everybody's been like weirdly preconditioned to think, uh, I guess, because they only play certain kinds of single-player games, they have to be like forty plus hours. That's all single-player games. And open
0: <laughs> open world has definitely like spoiled people to the point where like I need to have like a, a mini game that I can play, like Gwyneth and Witcher Three. I'm like, no, bro. Just let me get the fucking game, let me read some files and let's let's have an experience. That, that's,
3: I, I wasn't I wasn't aware Callisto Protocol was supposed to be a fucking open world adventure. Yeah. Like what the hell? <laughs> like who <laughs> thought that?
0: Like, I don't know, but People that's apparently it's like getting good scores. Besides, like people complaining about the time. But anyway,
2: yeah, I, I get. I the only thing I would use devil's advocate for that is I, I think that with where modern gaming is, price tag matters in that somewhat. Like if I'm paying seventy dollars for for a game, I I I would feel like anything less than ten hours if it, if it's strictly just a single player game with nothing else in it like it better be really damn good 10 to 12 hours that's the point time.
1: that's i mean if they're not yeah, like if, if that's forcing around with a bunch of other shit they can make the story better they can they can like focus in on what needs to be done instead of all this oh there's a bunch of collectibles Oh, i gotta climb a bunch of towers oh there's fucking co-op oh there's all this dlc we wedged in there oh you gotta go get mm-hmm. all the alternate costumes oh you gotta go talk to every npc oh there's a bunch of achievements to get fuck that just make a good story and it makes a game on that story mm-hmm. yeah Besides, games, w- used
3: to, games used to cost that much during the fucking N64 era. It's and, true. It's true. It's fair. Fair enough.
0: And and you also got to think like this from a survival horror point of view. There could be a lot of replay value, where maybe there's two yeah. two characters, or maybe there's different modes that you could play in order to get mm-hmm. achievements. So again, again, it got good scores. It's just that people are complaining about that twelve hour mark, and I'm just like. That's actually fine for me. I love that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, I haven't been playing anything else. I can't wait to play Pokemon, and I can't wait to play Listel Protocol. Uh, but you know, backlog and stuff. But Andy, I know you've been sick, but did you watch anything while you were sick?
1: That's like all I did. Yeah, I uh, watched The Price is Right. <laughs> I, I'm always like, uh, oh, Chaz is gonna get a game. He's gonna fucking beat it in a week. Blah blah. blah. I beat Pokemon. <laughs> I beat- <laughs> I mean, I've been home. I've been sick, so what what was I supposed to do? And I like, I say I had the flu. People say, "Oh, I had the flu," and they like had the sniffles. No, fuck you. I got tested. I had the flu. So I was at home. I couldn't go anywhere. I played Pokemon in twenty minute bursts. You know, fourteen times a day. And uh, yeah, I beat it. It's uh, it's pretty good. I like that game a lot. It's way fucking better than Sword and Shield was. Um, i like it better than sun and moon i don't think i like it better than legends arceus Mm-mm. but it's pretty fun it's cool it's a cool game um i'm doing all the post-game stuff which anyone who's played pokemon knows it's like there's a boatload of it like the, the post-game might as well just be a second game in some of these games so i'm hunting for legendaries and i'll do a tournament refight all the gym leaders and all that shit it's a good game i like it a lot i think uh i think there's Besides the bugginess, there's a whole lot to love about the game. Also, the soundtrack is actually pretty good. I've been really enjoying the music. Um, I watched a bunch of random episodes of that TV show, Atlanta. Have you guys ever watched that? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, I, I don't know what I thought it was, but it's not what I thought it was. I mentioned a, a few months ago, I watched just one random episode of it, but it wasn't about any of the main characters. So I just thought it was like a re- weird one-off random episode and they aren't all weird and random they are all weird and random the show's fantastic i really like it there's like an episode where um some popular rapper has died and one of the characters in the show um is himself a rapper but he's listening to the guy's music he's got he puts out like a new album and a bunch of people didn't notice he did and i guess he died i think they know that he died at that point and one of the songs has like a reference to a barbecue restaurant and he's like putting gas in the car and he sees the barbecue restaurant in Atlanta he says that's weird so he goes in there and orders the food from the song and the inside of the container has like a clue he's like is this is this a scavenger hunt and the guy's like I don't know what you're talking about man get out of here get out of here man and like there's like a like his whole story in that episode is like going to like an arcade and then going to like um, I can't remember the other locations he goes to, but he goes to all these places and it's like the scavenger hunt. And the end of the scavenger hunt is the rapper's funeral. It's so weird. I love it. The show's really good, really funny, really well written, and really well acted. It's just like, I always thought it was like some serious... Um, like you know just like a black drama or something i was like yeah that doesn't look like it's for me no the shows hilarious it is really good i think they really marketed it all wrong or something then i'm just like not catching the marketing because maybe i'm not the target audience or something but i enjoyed it a lot um i watched 12 to 12 chairs uh when i saw it in college i did not care for it this time i actually like kind of liked it like it's not my favorite no brooks movie or anything but it's interesting and unique, and Dom DeLuise as the uh, priest is hilarious. Yeah,
3: that's why I was wanting to talk to you that, about that a little bit, because I was going to say, I feel like you kind of uh, undersold that movie a little bit. Mm-hmm. It may seem like it wasn't that good or funny, but it, it was actually pretty funny to me. Yeah, no, I liked it a lot. I, I just love the setting, too. I, yeah. I like that period. I also like that some people have a Russian accent, and some people don't.
1: <laughs> some people don't. They're just like, a yeah, Russian <laughs> <can't do> <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me
0: he's dead right.
1: <clears throat> but uh, i watched that we can discuss it a little more off and on because i think two of you watched it and then um right, right after i when i watched 12 chairs i was pretty sick and then the sickness came with a vengeance so i just sat in front of the television and on tubi they have a bunch of loop on the third movies and i just let them play i watched Loop on the Third, Island of Assassins. Loop on the Third, Tokyo Crisis. Loop on the Third, Bye Bye, Lady Liberty. Loop on the Third, The Columbus Files. Uh, which, they're which, all, one did,
0: which one did we do?
1: Uh, we did uh, Castle of Cagliostro. Okay. These are all from uh, 89 through like 97. This is a period where uh, the Lupin movies weren't theatrical. These are all television specials, but they're still. You know, like an hour and 40 minutes and they're still animated by like big deal mm-hmm. anime mm-hmm. studios so you wouldn't know that they weren't theatrical movies in most cases um i guess island of assassins is supposed to be like a fan favorite i thought it was okay it's pretty good uh tokyo crisis is the best of the ones i watched tokyo crisis was really good Bye bye Lady Liberty is pretty good, but it had all of these have the wrong voice cast. Every single one of the ones I watched has the wrong voice cast. And then Bye bye Lady Liberty has yet a third voice cast, which is the worst of all of them. Like there's like an accepted Loop on the Third voice casting, you know, for the five main characters now that we all like, but when these were getting dubbed, that wasn't quite official. And uh, Loop on the Third is voiced by the guy who does Krillin and Dragon Ball. And it works, but it doesn't. I'm just used to the other guy. It's not his fault. Um, the guy who does Jigen is really great. And the guy who does Zenigata is, it's weird. Like in some movies he sucks and in some movies he's good. So it's like he figured it out halfway through or something. Um, and then Fujiko sounds fine. She always she always sounds, pretty. You, you don't have to do a whole lot with her voice as long as the voice actress is pretty mm-hmm. good. Goimon's the same. Um, and uh, the Columbus Files was also pretty good. They're they're all worth watching, absolutely. If you're gonna watch just one one of them, I'd recommend Tokyo Crisis. But I I just like Loop on the third. I like them all. I'd love to watch all of them one day. But there's like 38 movies or something. God
0: damn.
1: <laughs> so I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's all. Yeah, that's all I did. I mean, from where I was sick, I was also like watching like I tried to watch. Um, I tried to get caught up on uh, Cobra Kai, and I was like falling asleep, so I gave up on that. I watched a bunch of YouTube shit, uh, just like oni plays and old spoony videos i rewatched like at some point i fell asleep but i think in total like seven rebuary videos or something so. <laughs> just like go, like i fell asleep during one and woke up during the next and might as well be in the same one because it's just reb with a machine gun yelling about something and just, yeah so <laughs> uh- i named one of my pokemon reb so <laughs> yeah
0: before we move on to Zach, I did actually watch one movie that I kind of put in the Facebook chat. Uh so I love A twenty-four. Um we obviously we watched uh the lighthouse and stuff, uh with Robert Eggers. So I watched a movie that just recently came out during the pandemic called Saint Maud. Uh and man, that movie's wild. So this lady goes through a trauma where she's a nurse and killed one of her patients by accident and she instead of you know going to a therapist or something to get help mentally she goes towards god so she thinks her she has a mission to god to help people uh and while she's quote unquote experiencing divine whatever it looks like she's jizzing in her pants uh and there like there's a unreliable uh narrator so you don't know what is real what is Uh, fake but there's one frame that i won't spoil because it's literally the end but there's one frame where you're just like oh now i get it but i i highly highly recommend it it's called saint maud m-a-u-d um but yeah that's all i did zach what the hell you been watching playing or doing
3: well i continued my uh mel brooks thing and watched all of them except one movie that I, i can't get yeah so <laughs> I could have watched it with Turkish subtitles for 50 minutes and I chose not to. <laughs> that wouldn't have been the whole movie so. Yeah. Um I watched some other stuff too. I watched uh, American Psycho. Um still good good fun black comedy horror nonsense I suppose. Good old feel good family movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I just want to fit in. <laughs> just, you catch more stuff every time you watch that movie. I have movie. to go.
1: I have to return some videotapes.
3: That, that's still like one of my favorite lines. Just, I have to... What's wrong with you? He's like sweaty. He's just like... <laughs> and shit.
1: I have to return some
3: videotapes.
4: <laughs> 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 um,
3: I watched It Part 1. Uh, You know, the, the remakes they did from a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. That one's still solid. And then like you do Part 2 and it's just bleh. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um. I recommend watching that rather than the fucking Stevens King it or whatever. It's on Netflix now, right? Wait, really? I don't like I never really liked it that much. The the, the old, you know with the
2: old one with John Ritter?
3: Yeah. Like Tim Curry's funny in it, I guess, but that's kinda mm-hmm. like it's okay. Like I thought people really oversold how good or scary that was, like mm-hmm. originally. But uh I also watched All Quiet on the Western Front, the uh, the new uh, one that just got released oh, on good. Netflix. Oh, is it better than
0: 1917?
3: A little bit, but that's just because uh, it was, like, I went in 1917 kind of expecting something like what this movie ended up being, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really that. That's okay. Yeah. It's just 1917 was almost more like a, a World War One ride. Rather than a, a film with a a narrative or something to it, really. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and the narrative, like 1917, shows how like war is fucked up. But like this movie really shows State how. It's a, yeah.
1: Good. I was. I haven't watched it yet because I was really worried that they were going to turn that story into, oh wow, this is an exciting war movie, which is no, mm-mm. which would really fuck up the message of that book. It's it doesn't
3: do that. In, fa- okay, in fact, good. there's there's not a lot of fighting in it actually. You know, there is a spot where there is a lot of fighting, and then it's quiet, it's not quiet for a while, and then
1: there's more fighting.
3: So okay. it's, do it's they, not just does it um, still ha-
1: do they like go to the rear and like fuck around in the middle of it for a while? Okay, yeah, mm. that happens.
4: Okay, good because
1: uh, I, I I was like I said I was dreading watching it because I knew I was going to be like, oh the book was better and I don't want to be that guy but. God damn it. That's like one of the best books ever written. Like, you know, you gotta give it, give it some. Yeah. I haven't read the book yet, but I know
3: about it. And Mm -hmm. they they did do something in this one that makes it a little different where there's like a sub or side plot that has to do with the, uh, the ceasefire negotiations and stuff, Hmm. uh, which is really cool. And I I was surprised that they showed this because a lot of people tend to shy away from this or, they don't tend to portray it negatively in stories like this, that they kind of, that's where they really kind of started fucking like Germany with like all the ceasefire agreements. And then like uh, the the surrender later, Uh, they tend to shy away from that and try to act like it wasn't bad. Like nothing about
1: it was bad. I mean, it's, it caused the second world war sort of. So yeah, it's pretty bad.
3: It's pretty bad. Well, in
1: hindsight, yeah. Sometimes they still don't act
3: like it, though. Yeah, but, I fu- hey. I
0: fucking hated the French in that movie, dude. I was like, fuck you. <laughs>
3: uh, but, like, uh, anyways, I'll also watch it in uh, German with English subtitles. <laughs> yes, I did the same. That was the original uh, uh, intent there. Yeah, Netflix,
0: but... Net- Netflix fucking mouthing thing is uh, pretty... It's out when I notice things out of sync like, you know, obviously Godzilla you know, oh no, Godzilla and the mouth is still moving. That's what they do with the dubs versions and I don't like that.
3: Yeah, well I I heard it was originally like it was a German film anyway. I was like, well I'm going to watch it with that. Yeah,
1: I I always want to see what their vision was. Like someone tried to show me an episode of Squid Games with the English dub and I like, I couldn't even keep up with it. Like all all I could think about was how terrible it looked. (laughs) So I had to watch it in Korean with subtitles which was way better i also
3: watched uh survivor series over the weekend and we talked about that on get some color last night mm-hmm. whoa more games but a little good angle, good, good angle. He, he wishes he could have <laughs> been there but <laughs> um you can hear more about that on get some color mm-hmm. i also played uh bandana 3 and resident Evil 8 and i beat both whoa i'm
0: and far behind
3: guys, resident Evil eight is finished it's in the books for good uh you guys are out you're done well we're not done because we expanded <laughs> I, 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 with resident <laughs> evil you are we're done for now we're gonna we're gonna go back to it in like four months yeah so, march uh but uh the dlc was pretty good it's it's different though it's it's, it's not what i expected it was going to be but it's it's interesting
0: uh the ending kind of pissed me off but i'll save it for when we talk about it
3: yeah, we'll talk about that for sure. The new mercenaries, the expanded burst Merc- its it feels more like mercenaries. It's more of a, a fully fleshed-out mode now that there's like more than one playable character and shit, and there's different play styles.
0: I get to be Mi- mommy milkers, so I'm happy.
3: She's a lot of fun to play. She, uh, she—you can get mad and throw giant vanities at people and fucking kill them like <laughs> she does in the game. Yeah. And, and, uh, you also play as Heisenberg, which is cool. mm Hmm. Uh, he's got all those different powers. He's like, you basically, just imagine like an evil mag well, Magneto is kind of evil. Imagine a psychopathic Magneto played by Nicolas Cage who looks like a bum. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, that's a really good analogy.
3: Because uh, that's what he sounds like. But um, we'll, we'll talk about RE8 soon, I think. And uh, I beat Bayonetta three. It was it was it was really good. Um, was it worth the wait? Because yeah, it, it's just as good as the other games, in my opinion. Uh, in fact, it's better, a little bit better than
1: Bayonetta 2, I think. But uh, I still can't believe we had to wait that long for it. <laughs> Didn't they like restart it and like it wasn't? They weren't even going to do it for a minute, too. So I don't know. Yeah, there was
3: doubt about whether or not they were even going to for a they, while. They had to
0: take out Battle Royale,
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I read. Uh, I was hearing online there were some people that were really uh, miffed about the ending of it and like how the story ended up in it. Uh, Excuse me and whatnot. And after I finished it, I was like, I, I kind of get why, but it's not to the same extent as it ha- as they felt. And Hideki Kamiya even got on Twitter before he just deleted it. I guess he got pissed off and just fucking said "fuck Twitter." And <laughs>
1: just because he's not a very good dead. Twitter user, that guy.
3: No, he's a pretty incendiary guy himself, so yeah. like I don't know, he probably shouldn't even be on Twitter. But uh he said people are misinterpreting or misunderstanding the ending and he didn't really get to explain it, I think, and I find that interesting. So all the people who are crying or complaining about the it <clears throat> excuse me, the ending, I don't think that um I don't think that it's what they think it is. He's, I'll just say that he's pulling
0: a Kojima, like that Stranding. Oh, you just don't understand. <laughs> well,
1: when it comes to something like that, is a uh, like if if uh, if it's interpreted wrong by the audience, is it the audience's fault or the creator's fault? I think it's a little of both.
3: Hmm. <laughs> In this case, I think it's a little of both too because it's like I said, I uh, I wasn't exactly happy with it myself. Oh. Uh, like not to the extent everybody else is, but uh after I heard him say that and he got to explain his position just a little bit, uh I don't think it's as bad as everybody thinks it is.
4: Hmm. So yeah,
3: I uh, sorry for being so cryptic, but it's like if you plan on playing the game and shit I don't want to say anything.
1: More. Yeah, I'd like to sometime.
0: Yeah, I, I think with like your question, Andy, is like if the artists because think of David Lynch, right? Like his shit could be many a fucking things and then when you go hey david lynch can you explain uh, explain this no, no. <laughs> and you're just like Then i then i'm just gonna guess this this is what it, he's trying to tell me
1: i think uh, david lynch is kind of a a weird situation i still think he doesn't want you to know what's going on. I think that's the point. I think he cares about the tone, not the.
0: Well, Kubrick does the same the thing as well. He goes, no.
1: Kubrick wants you to know what happened. He does want you to know the story.
0: Yeah, but he he won't explain it. But yeah.
1: Bayonetta didn't have a complex story to begin
3: with, and that's some of the argument I I was in. Is like, listen, this game's more about fucking ridiculous shit happening. Uh, it's not it's not a narratively driven game, but. It's definitely not the same kind of situation as that. It, to me, it was he did something happened in the ending that could piss people off if they take it that way. She went supersonic because she finally got enough rings. You know no. those
0: hentai weirdos want to fucking <laughs> lore around it.
3: Yeah, people apparently got more into the lore of this shit than what I thought it warranted.
0: <laughs> Editor, have a club of clothing. Please tell me. Great,
3: great game, though. That, that's all I got.
0: All right, Chaz, you're up.
2: Man, I kind of want to go. I didn't do shit, but uh, (laughs) I I did a little bit. The work sucked. but um, So for for, uh, movies and and things I've been watching, um, I did manage to finish the Mel Brooks list. I, I officially got through. Thankfully, I was able to get Silent Movie from Andy and watch it. So I'll have to get that back to him, and, and possibly we get that over to Zach so he can watch it uh, But at some point. but um, I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about all of those movies, or if we want to wait until we rank them and go over them, uh, because I had a lot of catching up to do, so in that matter of time, I ma- managed to, to watch... Uh, I'm trying to think what I watched before. The Let's talk about episode. the
1: 12 Chairs first, because you, me, and Zach all just watched it.
2: Yeah, 12, 12 Chairs was weird. I felt like... Again, it almost seems like there's a theme to a point in some of the movies that are just not quite as good as his his best work, where it's just slow to get into. Like I felt like that movie was at first was kind of slow. It it just took a bit to really pick up, but then and then I liked it. The thing that made it was Dominic Louise's character. Like anything he was involved in was was hilarious. Um, so I I thought that was good, and eventually I was I was like invested enough in the story with how it ended and the guy just going absolutely mad at the end <laughs> <until it happens laughs> <with> the <chairs. laughs> like that that's actually that's actually pretty fucking funny um and it, i was waiting for the guy to like almost like turn the corner character wise and just like accept it and be and like be relieved like oh look at all these nice things no he just went mad and it was like yeah. fuck
1: this place <laughs> it just <starts> <laughs> i like that i liked that a lot about the movie this time is that <clears throat> like you think now it's based on a book i don't know if you guys knew that but it is based yeah. on a book written in russia in like 1928 and mm-hmm. you expect the message to be oh look these this these riches were used to give something to to these workers who didn't have anything like a very communism is young and we all mm-hmm. support it kind of message and mm-hmm. it would have worked in that way but i really like the fact that he stays bitter and it drives him mad and uh mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if you guys are interested in knowing this at all, but the original ending of the book is a little different. He goes very mad and kills the other guy. Like he's very Oh, okay. Mad. Yeah. And uh the, the the book has like 13 adaptations of yeah. it. And uh one of them is Syrian, which I thought was really interesting. I'd kind of like to see that, mm. but most of them are of course Russian. Uh it's it's a pretty popular story. But apparently there's
3: a sequel too. Yeah,
1: that that's bizarre. Wrote. I don't I don't even know what that could be like but <laughs> um I, I think i did i think i did read that it's revised to attempted murder for the sequel so that both characters are still alive um that would make sense but i i really like that i really like that at the end he's just still bitter and even in the mel brooks version which he changes the ending of a little bit he's still shitty like he's still just like, oh, let's, mm-hmm. trick, let's trick these rooms at him. I need money, so I'm just gonna pretend to have epilepsy.
3: Epilepsy. Yeah. Everyone. I, <laughs>
2: well, I didn't like that. Like at one, like he he does like devolve eventually because throughout the movie he is like he seems like he has some moral standing. Like he's like, oh, this guy is a low life. He's conning people out of their money in any way they can, and he's like so upset about having to do the ep- epilepsy thing at first, and he's like. We'll never talk speak to each other again after this is over with. But then at the end of it, he's like, Ah, whatever, fuck it.
3: Yeah. He starts shaking. I, I thought that was a funny mistake. <laughs> the first he's time like, you tried to him do join the, the fucking epilepsy thing, I laughed my ass off. <laughs> yeah.
1: That that's the other interesting, like kind of weird, it feels Russian to me part of that story is the fact that he comes from um wealth and he should be like well put together and a smart, intelligent person and he devolves into like a horrible terrible murderous lying person and the thief the con man the liar is the guy who like develops some nobility throughout the story like he's actually like Mm -hmm. kind of a nice guy a few times like like, not not extremely but it's just Mm -hmm. weird because you expect it to go the other way around and it plays with that dichotomy a lot i don't I, I i really liked it this time um, yeah. I hate, I hate to give it kind of that high anxiety thing where it just kind of made me want to watch a more serious adaptation of that story because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the story, but there's a lot of really funny gags in it. All the stuff with Dom DeLuise is fantastic. So, yeah,
2: I, I mean, it's again, it, it, it it's something I enjoyed and it's funny. Like the, I, I feel like there's a line where my ranking list is where it's like, well, I at least enjoy these movies and up. And then there's just like, Bleh. So, uh, so in the in just the week that we've had like I have watched uh I'm trying to remember I just
4: high anxiety sure
2: did anyone Well I'm trying to remember if I watched producers before our last episode our I last don't think you episode. had Okay so I I think I really like caught up the like in the last like 10 days so I have I mean I watched them all so I watched producers I watched uh high anxiety I watched uh, life stinks and silent movie uh in addition to uh uh blazing saddle so um so yeah uh producers awesome uh of course i don't really need to go any further than that you guys talked about it actually for some reason i feel like i watched the producers right before our last episode because i think we talked about the producers uh, i just mentioned it i feel like i remember that now but
1: um, I'm getting the impression I think you might have watched High Anxiety too because I remember yeah, us cause, agreeing. It just made me want to watch a Hitchcock movie.
2: Yeah, I think yeah. it happened right before our last one. Uh, okay, okay. So yeah, and then immediately after I watched the others. But uh, well, what so about I, Life Stinks? Life Stinks was awful. Life Stinks was <laughs> was awful. Uh, I wholly
3: disagree with you. I don't understand how you can say that movie's awful. That that movie that movie sucked. We're that gonna was, have to fucking hear that later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, no. Yeah, well, let's, let's talk about it now. How long ago did you watch
3: well, it, Zach? Well, I, well, oh, I on, just watched it tonight. Okay. okay good.
1: Well, you didn't say yeah, it's fresh.
2: Yeah. Well, before we get into that, because my my what did I do is going to turn into our Mel Brooks ranking list. Well, so let's let's push off that now let's talk about everything else I did, and we'll come back right, to Mel right, Brooks. Right. So so anyway, uh I played a, a very good chunk of of uh, God of War, like just like here and there. Um, I can't really say where I'm at because lots of spoilers so I don't want to really hit that point, but I am much further than where Dubs is right now uh, to the point that if I say where I'm at or what I'm doing or who's with me and stuff, it, it spoils a lot. So uh, I'll say that.
0: I'll say this because I don't want to announce who it is, but the the first guy that you rescue uh, in the game, he's, mm-hmm. a, he's a hippie fuck. It's funny. <laughs> he reminds me of a hippie. Get ready. Okay. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I, I'm not gonna spoil anything. I'm just gonna leave leave everything as it is. But I, I am significantly further than where you're at. But at the same time, I am still significantly far away from finishing the story. But I also do the thing where when I play that game, like uh, each realm or like as you like do like a piece of the story, a big part opens up where you can start doing a lot of side quests and you can and you, it's like oh well, you can stick around here and do all this and you can always come back to it or you can continue with the story. I'm like, fuck that. I'm like get getting into all kinds of shit. So I'm like walking around, like getting my ass beat by things. We're not supposed to find until later. That, that's just how I play that game. So, um, that's part of the reason I'm not like very far. I feel like I could have put more time into the story. Maybe i have even gotten cl- much closer to finishing it, but
0: there's a lot of shit. Wanna, to do.
2: There's a ton of stuff to do. Uh, and it, it's been fun to play. Um, let's see i have yet to start pokemon i refuse to touch it until i finish god of war so at this rate i'm probably not gonna play pokemon in the year of 2022 but we'll see what happens man the uh, next
0: one's gonna come out it's gonna be uh, a yeah. po- pokemon uh, square i don't know pokemon square uh, pokemon, circle,
1: pokemon
2: circle i did i did get some some pokemon in though i actually went over to andy's and we looked at tradesies and his his girlfriend was like oh yeah i have all this stuff and then didn't want to trade anything but i get it because that's <laughs> it's kind of hard to know what you want to trade what you don't want mm-hmm. to trade um and then uh we, we played a couple games um i, I, I actually played, i played
1: Poke cards as well
2: yeah and there's like a 10 percent chance that i may have given you flu inadvertently i mean i didn't i wasn't sick but so i don't think i did but if i no, did, i'm sorry
1: i'm not the only one at work who got it i definitely got it at yeah. work
2: Okay, I figure that's that's the case because, again, you work in an area where... Yeah, no, I work somewhere L.
1: where flu-ridden scumbags come constantly, so... <laughs>
2: sure. Yeah, and I wouldn't have come to your house like a jerk and uh,
1: and be sick. I didn't do that. Well, I, so. I was more worried I would have sent it home with you, but you seem fine. Oh, no, I'm,
2: I'm good. Uh, but uh, as far as that goes, uh, didn't get sick. Um, I, despite being on call, I managed to, to pull off uh, going and playing in a Pokemon event, and I won... So that was how, cool. How far away was it? Uh, the Taze Valley area, like oh, conveniently, Taze Valley, is, like the hurricane area, is within my call distance. It's like right in my call. Room. So I can technically be in that area and All then right. drive to the hospital.
0: That's um,
2: cool. But yeah, in between like rounds of like admitting patients and saying and co- talking to the in emergency department, then I come back and just beat these kids' ass with a Lugia. <laughs> It's pretty funny. So I, I want a box of Silver Tempest.
1: I didn't look, open anything good. Look, give him two Gardevoirs and tell him to lie down. Okay, anyway, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna play my Motrin on top of this. I'm going to hold my <laughs> aspirin. Oh, shit.
3: Give him 500 milligrams of whatever the fuck, like, whatever they said in Life Snakes. Give him 500 milligrams. I know what I'm doing. I'm a doctor. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: We're, we're going to talk about... Uh, I will say this. There are some redeeming things about that movie. We'll get to it.
1: But that's one movie. of them
2: that happens that, every that, day <laughs> that, that movie that movie still stinks uh but we'll get to no. it no. uh i i hit that point in in the year where it's like all right time to pick something that i i treasure that's also awesome that i need to go back to so i am currently watching a uh, rewatching cowboy bebop because mm. why not and mm. i'm like i just finished the episode uh toys in the attic the one yes. about the, the weird that's one of my favorites right? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I just literally was watching it, uh, and then the whole thing of the baby happened, and uh, like Spike, had just like decided I gotta go in, and he, he's uh, that was where I'm at. So I'll come back to it. But uh, I, I that that show is so great. Um, so also, it is that the music for the show in general is just great. But that it is probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, intro to a show as far as music. Tank. Uh what, tank? Yeah, tank is just something. It's so loud. Uh, that, that is the only downside. Like Hulu's got something messed up with their audio where like I have it almost on silent and that is just loud as shit. <laughs> and then I gotta turn it back up so I can actually hear dialogue.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, different just the intro. Different streaming services have like different shit going on with their audio because sometimes I'll watch stuff on HBO Max, especially mm-hmm. on like their original shows, like uh Titans or a Mm -hmm. doom patrol and i'll notice there's like this weird fucking echo or reverb effect Hmm. but then i'll watch something else on that platform and it doesn't do that so it's got something to do with the audio engineers or something or
1: yeah i feel like each streaming service has like its own settings and its preamp or something because i've watched star trek the next generation on amazon and hulu and netflix over the years and it has like a different sound tone on each of the three
2: Mm -hmm. no i get that 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 does make sense uh I just thought it was funny. It's consistently um, with Hulu, like Hulu has been a go-to for me for a lot of anime stuff. Like I've been trying to use it to, to keep up with other like new episodes that are still coming out um, for other shows I follow. Yeah. But what I find consistently is that the intro music is always loud as shit. And then the actual show is kind of soft. Mm-hmm. So I always have to like make sure to keep up with that because if not paying attention and stuff. I'll have it up where I was listening, and then, well, I guess, like, the, the outro music's also kind of loud. You know, but... come to
1: think of it, I, I noticed that when we were watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood as well, because uh, after, after I heard a new intro for the first time, I muted them every time, because they were too <laughs> damn loud. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they were nice songs, that just, I didn't feel like horsing around every time. Just mute, and then when it's done, unmute. Yeah,
2: I'm having a problem watching this late at night where it's just like everything's kind of soft and it ends or whatever. And then I hear. <laughs> and
1: I'm like, shit, everybody's going to wake up in the house. <laughs> it doesn't help that <laughs> every other episode ends with like a quiet, contemplative piano tune mm-hmm. and or real folk blues. And then sex. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah it yeah, does. so
1: far, everything I'm on is real folk blues. But oh, what were
2: you saying, dubs?
0: It does that with ads too. Like, if you ever watch a streaming service oh, with ads oh. and it's like. You're like watching a movie, like no, 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 don't go to, badger Get your badger
1: <laughs> HIV medication.
0: Yeah. yeah, they're
4: all
1: drugs. <laughs> drug ads now. Are you depressed? Yeah, yeah I am.
4: <laughs>
1: I'm
2: also deaf now. Thank you. Yes, thanks. Yeah, I, I also watched Survivor Series. Right, feels fe- felt felt good for for mm-hmm. Uh, my full boy us Sammy Zayn. Yeah, full loose. Uh, yeah, that was uh. Yeah, I guess I felt like my week sucked because work which has been really shitty lately. I covered a ton of call, but I've done a lot of stuff in between. Uh, so, yeah, and then I've got my list actively here in front of me I'm looking at. And I'm even thinking, like, debating between if I need to change certain movies around, but we'll we'll get to that. But uh, back to our uh, – back to the Mel Brooks thing since we're there before we get into Blazing Saddles. Uh, or, I guess, how how do you want to handle that, Dubs? We're, we could talk about Blazing Saddles first and then get into the list, and then within the, the minutia of that, kind of delve into some of these other movies.
0: I um, I, I say we hit Blazing Saddles. I mean, we don't have to go plot. Plot's pretty simple. The new sheriff in town, they have to fucking put a railroad through the town, uh, and uh, the governor's, like, right-hand man, Headley, which, by the way, I love that every time his name is fucked up, it's Headley. <laughs> Hedley. Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, my mind is spinning and there's a waterfall, a cornucopia of ideas spreading out. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> Dude, I died when he's like, where's my frog? Where's my frog?
4: And he grabs
3: him. Daddy <laughs> he loves froggy. froggy. Just Froggy, froggy. love Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> that was a close one.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, what? <laughs> what
2: the fuck? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean the plot to this is it—it it actually fits. There's like a generic mold in some way to so for so many of Mel Brooks's films, not all of them fit this, but it is the hijinks of someone in the movie integral to the plot is needing some form of sabotage, and that is the crux of what leads to the plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in the producers, the the protagonists you're following are the ones doing the sabotaging. But then like hijinks happen. Where in this it's like the villains are the ones trying to sabotage We're like, Oh yeah, we'll run them out of there, we'll make a black man their sheriff and they'll be like, Bye and then you know, we'll be able to go right through Rock Ridge and turns out this guy's a badass, so you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh this this movie's great.
0: Yeah, it- uh this movie uh i mean i'm not gonna say the thing that andy uh said in the beginning of the episode but that
1: counts as saying it
0: yeah <laughs> but uh, this movie you made
2: me say it in my head you asshole
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i was watching this and like all the end bombs that drop. i'm like man i lost count like i literally caught like the first five minutes i was like that's about like five or six and then like it keeps on going and you're just like god damn it man and it, but you know that's during the time where everybody made fun of each other but uh, uh I don't know if I'm going to say the guy who played Bart is hilarious mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: and I I die every time Gene Wilder fucking amazing uh, my favorite part is uh, this hand steady as a rock but this one
2: <laughs> this is, he's like yeah he's like that's fine he's like yeah but this is a hand I shoot with <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah his character is so odd in this movie he's just so laid back and overly overly relaxed at first but then like the whole it makes more sense with the drinking and then
1: he uh you can tell that Gene he Wilder's like back. Gene Wilder's like acting in this because i i get used to like the Gene Wilder the way he like uh, silver streak i feel like is the Gene Wilder in in my eyes it's just that seems to be like his natural setting and in mm-hmm. this one, he's like more laid back and like more reserved in a comedy movie, but it works really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it really does. Everyone's great. Harvey Korman is in like every goddamn Mel Brooks movie, but this is this is gonna be the one he's always known for because yeah. he's the best. My favorite.
0: Movie. He's my favorite. He, uh, fucking guy. Who, uh, fuck, man, who played a uh, dark Darth helmet? Um, what was his oh, name? Oh, Rick Moranis. Yeah, yeah, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis was you know. The number one in that and Harvey Corman is my number one in this one. Uh even though like Bart's funny, like my favorite scene is like when he goes into the town and they all just like point guns at him and he's doing the I'll kill him, I'll kill him. They like, somebody help this poor boy. <laughs> 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 like that scene is fucking hilarious. And Lily Von shut up.
2: Um up! Oh, Lily <laughs> L- 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 Von stoop.
1: Yeah,
0: her her fucking dance number was long, but it was funny. <laughs> oh
1: my god! Yeah, played by the extremely great, but unfortunately late Madeline Kahn.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah and that scene was cool. And you brought it up, Andy, before when fucking uh, th- that horse gets punched.
1: <laughs> oh, it's God. always funny to me it's that always
4: funny so when quick, a horse too. gets punched it, you know, that,
2: but that's so rough he just w- casually walks in after he gets off of his ox and he just like punches the fucking horse Where? over you can't
1: park that animal there boy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: What was with uh, like the yes no thing on the back of his ox?
1: I had to look that up because it's bothered me forever. I guess back when this movie was made, they put that on the back of school buses so that yeah. you knew which side to pass on.
4: <laughs> oh, and so they're implying it's like
1: he's like a slow moving bus. He's a
2: long.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, because it's not a horse; it's an ox. Just stupid, but we're like funny. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Because uh, they did that through this movie too, like right. Like they reference a lot of things that would be active in society at the time. Like and, and for instance, uh yeah, uh Bart's like outfit, his cowboy outfit is Gucci.
3: I was doing something on my phone and then like I heard uh like like commercials were playing and I looked up and I heard like music that didn't sound like it was in that movie. I'm like, is this a commercial? And then no, it was the movie. I like it totally tricked me. I was like, what the hell?
2: Yeah, no, it's got some soul to it. It's pretty good. Uh <laughs> the uh the whole thing with like the every one of the towns last name is Johnson. I like, guess mm. it's just silly, but just kind of funny. And then you have the one guy that like j- goes on for straight gibberish. I can't remember uh what what's his name? The frontiersman
3: uh, guy. Yeah, yeah the that frontiersman was good frontier gibberish that he just yeah. said right there. It's like <laughs> a bunch of nothing for like a minute and a half. And <laughs>
2: then he just said and he's the same guy that when they first noticed the sheriff's coming, he's like, the sheriff's a gong. And then, like, that's just a, a classic joke. And he comes into town. And, um, the other thing, I used to reference this a lot. I used to say it a whole bunch. Uh, but uh, obviously now you can't, you can't do that either. But that, that's okay. Um, the very beginning of the movie, whenever they trick the guy, the, the, uh, the, the white men and the dancing and singing ground, they're all singing, uh, um oh. camp town races mm-hmm. and then one guy shows up and he's like what the wide
1: world sports is going <laughs> what, on the here? Wild world of sport? that's slim pickens to- not just some guy <laughs> yeah yeah but it's, it's, it's because, uh he
2: uh he's then he says the whole thing well, you been dan- singing and dancing around here like a bunch of kansas city yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. F-bombs. yeah. Old F- just f-bombs and hard
1: arts throughout this whole movie he's uh, uh, so every, every line I had a conversation with a friend of mine once he doesn't have necessarily the funniest lines but everything Slim Pickens says in this movie is hilarious partially oh, because yeah. it's him saying it but also partially because his dialogue is great I like when he's talking to Hedley Lamar and he's like we'll work up on number six on him oh a number six what's that that's when we ride into town a yeah, open and a stone wall, but, <laughs> and <hoping laughs> a rope and I beat the yeah. stuff out of all the men oh what about the women oh we raped the shit out of them <laughs> <laughs>
3: Says here, what are your qualifications? Uh rate arson rape rape, rape twice. Right. You said rape oh twice. God. I really I like rape. rape. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, just proof that you can make anything funny. Uh and then of course, I mean this Mongo in general is a great character. Um so of course I, I hope you get that now. Uh what I was referencing before. So Steve Mongo McMichael, th- this is where the name came from. Okay. Yeah, so Mongo is from this movie. Uh, I think it was effectively because like his his uh, nickname anyway, like even before wrestling, uh, was basically just like the way he hit people. He hit them as stiff as Mongo punches the horse. Like he just hit hard as shit, which is like so it makes sense if you think about it. And then he realized like, oh, he can't cut a promo either. Oh yeah, he really is Mongo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Steve Mongo Michael's a treasure. So I hate on him. National treasure.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: forever
2: so uh yeah I, I mean this this movie's fantastic i i love the the bit with uh with madeline Kahn, um like the whole thing where they have the the classic bit of all oh, the woman's gonna seduce him and he just like that he's got like that swagger <laughs> that, yeah. uh, like soul of a black man and and like the next morning she's like making him sausage She's like please don't leave please don't leave and he's like i gotta get to work baby
1: <laughs> five yourself. is my limit on schnitzel and grubens
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: now yeah, which version just... did you guys get to watch because there's two versions of the scene where she turns the lights out i mean it's really just they deleted a line but she says is it is it, is, is it true what they say about uh uh whatever your people your people and you hear a zipper unzip and she says oh it's true it's true it's true and uh, they cut a line out there, and they added it later. I have two versions of the movie. I have the HD DVD oh, it's a mm-hmm. format of the feature and DVD. The DVD version is the edited version. The HD DVD has it put back in. But she says, "Oh, it's true, it's true," and it cuts. But originally, it was just, "It's true, it's true," and he says, "Madam, you're sucking on my arm."
4: <laughs> that, no, that wasn't in the. Really? Yeah, that really? was. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
2: watched. I watched the unrated before. Yeah, it wasn't in the the version I watched either. Uh, I can't remember where I I watched it. If it was, I can't remember if it was on HBO or if I had to rent it on Amazon. But how how I watched it, it didn't have it. But yeah, but yeah, madam, you're sucking up my arm. Is it's pretty funny. Uh, what else are there to say? I the whole like idea idea and plot of like the silliness of how they're gonna pull things over. Uh, well, I guess actually the way that Bart even wins people over, like instead of he's like outsmarting people, so he's basically Bugs Bunny. Yeah. They that's, do that's Looney Tunes gags. Gag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they they do Looney Tunes gags. He's Bugs Bunny. And,
4: uh,
2: yeah. yeah he, he, so he just does, he comes with all these like silly different things to get, uh, get over uh on uh
1: the the bad guys
2: it, and it, so tur- it turned
1: into what is now kind of one of my new favorite jokes i never thought about it a lot the real bitch of it was inventing the candy gram i think yeah. i won't even give me credit for it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's like
2: uh like that uh 200 iq like you just don't think about it when he says it and uh-huh. he's like oh i get it now oh, that's yeah. funny uh but yeah and then the whole they, they're gonna turn make a new part of the town and um I'm trying to think what else I, I mean it's it is one of those things where we could sit here and probably just like go through the entire movie and pick every little scene but just constantly it's something there's something through this movie that's just funny it, it doesn't let up great it never lets up No, the movie this, this is one of my throughout.
1: favorite 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 comfort movies like if I just gotta watch something to feel good it's it's gonna be this this is like in the top five every time I love this movie
0: what I love it sorry what i love what i love about mel brooks is when they do those stealth jokes those like stealth edgy jokes like when hedley was talking to the other guy he's like we're gonna go in town we're gonna kill all the firstborn children and he's like not too jewish See,
1: just, that, that just reminded me of one of my favorite jokes it's, he's talking to Taggart and Taggart just explained what a number six is yeah. there's the sound of something a loud sound and Taggart he gets scared because they're there Taggart it's just, it's okay. it's just the yeah. sound of a man and a horse being on.
4: they <laughs> there, there. <laughs> uh, a
1: man and a horse
4: <laughs>
3: yeah the, hey, the the guy who was hanging <laughs> people out there at the gallows. I'll wait till Andy stops coughing. Okay, <laughs> was that the same guy, in Robin Hood Man in Tights, playing that same I character? Think so, yeah, because yeah. I
4: mean,
3: <laughs> he was his his voice and everything and his mannerisms. Like, is that the that's him, isn't it? It's got to mm-hmm. be. <laughs> yeah, it is. Great Which callback. would make
1: Robin Hood Man in Tights the callback, I guess. But
3: it's a yeah. prequel to uh to uh Blazing Saddles because. The story of robin hood happens before this yeah
2: chronologically speaking yeah
3: yeah In the, there you go mel brooks extended universe
0: the transition uh because still the ending like catches me by surprise even though i know this is a mel brooks movie but like when it goes from western to fucking like <laughs> we're going the to musical? the movie yeah, yeah. The, the, the musical and the movies and stuff i'm like that was really fucking cool. Like <laughs> always
1: great, Tom Deloise. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of my favorite
3: PST when they all bust to the set. And then fucking mm-hmm. Taggart shows up. He's like, What are you all doing here? What's going on? He's like, uh get out of here. This is my say He's like the hell with
1: that. I work for Mel Brooks mm-hmm. and he's punching right in the face. <laughs> It's piss on you. I'm working for Mel Brooks. I yeah. <laughs> you know it because I've said it while drunk a thousand times.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, so, so that always catches. I
1: <laughs> really like Tom Deloise <laughs> trying to show them the dance, and he counts it down: One, two, three, three. four, Watch me, Esslers, and then this is... <laughs>
2: <laughs> And then he steps in water, and then it's the whole thing. It's like as he's doing it, he fucks it up too, and then he's like, "Okay." And he just do, like, do you see it himself. now? And they all
1: go yes, and he says, "Sounds like steam escaping."
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's great. But yeah, I mean, like like Chez said, there's like so much shit in this that we could pick apart as far as our favorite. I don't kind I don't want to ruin it for people. Uh but I do want to say this though. Like we said in the beginning, uh this movie, if you're not into edgy jokes and if you obviously if this is the first Mel Brooks movie you're going into and you're offended by very edgy words, then beware.
1: You're a sensitive little pansy. Don't watch this movie.
3: I said it in a nice way. I disagree
1: entirely, and I'll explain why. Uh, We always say, oh, I recommend this movie. I don't recommend this movie. I recommend this movie to these kind of people. I do recommend this movie to everyone, even if you're a huge whiner about being PC and proper and stuff like that. And it's not because, oh, it's because of the time. I think it's because if you watch this movie, I really, really think it might help broaden your horizons and that you'll understand that it's just language. It can be used to great comedic effect. I think this movie is one of the best examples of something like that. Yeah, like, some of the funniest,
3: <clears throat> the funniest lines of that movie. And it's not even talking about the edginess of the, these jokes that we're referencing. It was like, a see where all those people come into town. Uh, the Taggart is gang or whatever the first time. Mm-hmm. and there are, Or no, it's when Mongo shows up. Uh, there's like some people at the square. It's just like, holy shit! <laughs> it just says, holy shit, everybody just starts scattering. I laughed pretty hard at that. Just...
2: Well, th- I no, I, I think that's a good point uh, as far as um, who should watch it. I would agree. I think this is a movie that I would highly recommend to anyone because, okay. again, there's offensive language, but the, there's a point to the offensive language. Exactly. There's a message within the film to show that he's showing that people can live together. They even say within it, like, I actually like have a theory about this movie, I've watched it enough times. When they are inside the jail cell, they are – there's, like, this fourth wall. It's almost, like, meta. Like, we're not jail cell, but when they're inside the um, the sheriff's station. Like, the movie's still happening. Like, it exists, but it's almost like they're inside a bubble, and, like, he stepped out of the bubble. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. But when they talk about anything that's going on within uh, the story, he it's like he and uh, Gene Wilder's character, uh, Jim – or have, like, they talk about their own story and their characters, they get to know each other, but when they talk about the town, they talk about it like it's its own separate bubble, and Jim's even talking him through the situation of, oh, yeah, they're simple people, like, they're just simple people, they're in it, you know, they're, they're idiot, you know <laughs> morons, and the reason I say the bubble thing is because they constantly break the fourth wall, like, looking directly at the camera, or, like, the, the scene when he talks about the morons, it's like they're laughing. To me, that looks like one of those genuine bits where they didn't know they were being filmed, or it was, like, a an edit but they it's, thought it was so true. genuinely funny they just left it
1: in there like it's true the worked, guy playing bart did not know he was going to say that his reaction is genuine
2: yeah exactly <laughs> you could tell and then like they go on anyway so uh the point is is that he they're talking about how, what to do and and how to bring the town together and and you know how to how to make this work because the situation that they're in is is kind of a pickle but uh at the same time again s- simple people can just be convinced of pretty much anything, and that's the whole point. Racism is this horrible thing that, that exists only because you, you can make people who are, are struggling believe anyone else is their enemy and pick their pocket while it happens. That just, that's, ignorance. That's, that's, it, it's it's ignorance is just, exists. Yeah, yeah ignorance okay. is an age-old thing It's just always been used and they break that in this movie and the use of that language is important because they they show that they break through that anyway and, and get past that and realize now everyone deserves the right to be happy and have their land and and have rights, and they come together, and and they they d- defend the the person, the very person at the beginning that the the villains were like, I'll leave him in the quicksand, and they like save the cart instead of saving the, the slaves.
1: <laughs> we like, almost lost a fifty dollar handcart. Yeah. <laughs> Four hundred dollars. Not uh, to get outrageously meta, but also if you'll if you want to if you want to look at it in the way that Chad is talking about it, um, it's about the rich people try to send um a black into a community so that they'll hate each other and it will destroy the community so the rich people can use it to build a railroad yes <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and you,
1: using slaves i no, not, no, not former slaves freed slaves you know, you know impoverished urban youths yeah don't
2: we know. don't forget the chinese <laughs> and the irish for that like it even goes to like when they're like trying to convince them now this will work but everyone deserves the land and he's like well you can let you can keep the hard R's and you can keep the C's, and I'm using the word Irish. Word the Irish thing. killed me, he's dude. Like, no, suck the Irish. I and, and fucking die. You know, what's, what's the what's the line he says?
1: Oh, prairie <laughs> shit, everyone. Prairie, prairie shit, everyone. shit, yeah. <laughs> oh, prairie shit, everyone. That guy, that guy's played by the same guy who plays uh, the Big Lebowski in the Big Lebowski, by
2: the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's our oh, prairie shit. Hey, everybody, hey, everybody's welcome. Like <laughs> it's so funny to me. Yeah. Uh,
0: but, yeah, I I agree. I agree with Andy and Chaz on that point of view as far as, like, seeing it. This is a highly recommended movie. Um But I do want to, like, say, like, again, the comedy back then was way different than the comedy today. Like, again, with all the race stuff and all the racy jokes, like, back then in the 80s, that was the thing. Like, we all just had fun making fun of each other and 70s. yeah this
2: is the early 70s this yeah is 74.
0: yeah there's a tv show called all in the family i don't know if you guys ever seen that that tv that show yeah, of
4: course. yeah archie
0: B- archie bunker is character that like he hates everybody like hates all races and stuff it's sammy davis jr wanted to be on that show and you would think, in today, why would a black guy want to go on a show where the main character is ra- uh, racist? And he's like, there's no man like that. There's no one man that hates everybody like that. And he had fun on that show. And that's coming from a guy who had a... When he was part of the Rat Pack, he had to go in the back of the building because, you know, he was a black man. Uh, so, I, I highly recommend it. But uh, I'm guessing... Any final words you guys want to say? I'm pretty sure we all highly recommend this film.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Zach, did no. you any anything? No. No.
3: No, I, I recommend this movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that that was Blazing Saddles. Are we are we ready to rank now? I'm gonna be the weirdo here in the group. Because these guys did extra homework, and I'm that kid that like stays in in the lane where I'm just like I'm doing what I'm only was told. No extra homework for me, so I'm gonna be boring. So you guys get in Good. get into the chat on that.
1: Dubs, we uh, were close. We swapped. We swapped your two and your three. So that'll be interesting. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm marking my my movies so that I can talk about the the.
0: Well, woman, so I guess I'll go first since I'm uh, going based yeah. off of what, the, what we watched on the show. Yeah,
1: looks like Zach's moving his over anyway, so you yeah.
0: go. <laughs> yeah, so number five, I have Dracula dead and loving it. Uh, I think it was just the weakest out of the bunch. Uh, now, if you remember on the last show, I said Spaceballs was uh, better than Robin Hood Men in Tights. I rewatched Robin Hood Men in Tights again just so that I could measure it up against Spaceballs. And it is funnier than Spaceballs. So, uh, n- number four, I have Spaceballs. And number three, I have Robin Hood Men in Tights. Number two, I have History of the World Part One, and number one is Blazing Saddles.
1: Wow, I'm looking at Zach's Zach's list. Zach's list is, is fun.
0: All right. Well, does Zach want to say his his uh, his rankings?
1: I want him to because I have something I want to say about the producers anyway. So.
3: Okay, so uh, Taylor uh, got Dracula Dead Loving It <clears throat> uh, uh, 6.2 out of 10 That doesn't mean it's a bad movie <laughs> uh, Spaceballs at 9 6.3 Out of 10 uh, High Anxiety at 8 6.7 uh, 12 Chairs 7, 6.8 Robin Hood Men in Tights 6, 7.2 uh, Life Stakes at 5 7.4 That's crazy well, we'll talk about that in a minute. We will, uh, yes. Four, uh, Frank, uh, Young Frankenstein, 7.6. Three, History of the World, 7.8. Blazing Saddles is 8.5 at two, and Producers is one at 8.5. <laughs> They're neck and uh, neck for me, though. Those two the, movies are. The
1: Producers is the movie that, for me, also jumped the most this viewing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Before yeah. I was, I was like, "Man, The Producers was a funny movie," but I don't want to watch it this time. I was like, "The Producers is a brilliant, movie. fucking brilliant." Really <laughs> <movie. laughs>
3: because uh, it's it's kind of like the blaze. Well, it, Producers takes a little bit of time to get warmed up. Yeah. But when it does, it's, <clears throat> it keeps that pace like Blazing Saddles does, where it's funny the whole time almost. It, it mm-hmm. doesn't let up. <laughs> but
1: yeah. All right, now we got we got the two 11s now. Don't worry, we'll get you a, a silent movie as soon as we can, and you can you we'll just do a, a quick addendum one time. You, oh, I slipped it in here.
2: <laughs> well, son of a bitch, I'm trying to fix the spacing here in the the Google Doc because no it's I'll go. Time.
0: Don't worry about uh, it. At,
1: at 11, okay. I have uh, I Dracula it. Dead and loving it. It's, it's okay. I, I I don't know if I'll ever watch it again, honestly. Like it's good enough. I don't know if I'd turn it off, but it's good enough. It's, it's uh, where I'm at. then i got life stinks i really want to hear why zach likes that movie so much i don't hate that movie it's okay it's got some charm but just i think ultimately it's it's uninteresting uh then i got 12 chairs which i liked like i said a lot more than i thought i did last time like Chaz was talking about an imaginary line of like these movies are good and these movies i don't care about that's it 12 chairs and up i'm gonna watch these movies in the future <clears throat> um high anxiety at number eight it's pretty funny, but ultimately just makes me want to watch a Hitchcock movie or a funnier Mel Brooks movie. Uh, seven is Spaceballs. Uh, super overrated. And I'm glad everyone's starting to come around to my way of thinking on that one. Uh, number six is History of the World Part 1. A movie I used to put in like my top three, but here we are. Uh, number five is Robin Hood, Men in Tights. I like that movie a little bit more than most, mostly due to nostalgia, I think. But I really think that's a well-acted, well-put-together movie and his last great movie. Uh, n- number four, Young Frankenstein um i think a lot of people like young Frankenstein a little bit more than i do but honestly it's one of his best movies so what what you know what i kind of say uh number three is the producers honestly i struggle i almost put it at number two i kind of wish i had but i'll stick i'll stick with it now uh number two is silent movie i just put silent movie there because i just i gotta get people to watch that movie <laughs> it's way funnier than it gets credit for being and number one is blazing sales i, I kind of when we started this, I was like, "Oh, Saddles is my favorite one It still is that remains unchanged
0: all right i think Chaz is just f- finishing up his uh list right now
2: yeah i i i i I had a couple that i I just went back and forth in like the last second I was like,, eh, that's what it is so uh I have life stinks at eleven i maybe just something was wrong. I hate something funny uh i I thought that movie was was pretty awful um and I will say this, the last like quarter to third of that movie picked up for me. Uh, yeah. Basically when he gets taken into that random like hospital hallway and all the shit happens where he just keeps inadvertently has like the bullshit happen, and he keeps getting injected with. It's overdosed on Thorazine or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah. And they're like 500 milligrams of Thorazine. And they're like, doctor, are you sure he needs it? And then, but so what's funny is I have never watched this movie but they actually show that scene in medical school
0: um,
2: it, yeah, as a joke. They, they cut like when I remember going and they, they made, they used it as like a, in their, uh, at least the medical school I went to, they used it as a joke, uh, in, uh, showing, uh, an example of medical errors that are easy to, to prevent. And why we like double check things and do this. And,
4: mm-hmm.
2: um, so they showed that little scene where he's like doing the Thorazine and I never realized that's what this is, it was from this movie. And it, it, until I saw it, I was like, Oh, that's really funny to me. Cause we were seeing that. And it, and it was like hilarious. Cause he keeps getting injected. And then at the very end, he's like, I don't know how, like someone overdoses and they're like, how could this possibly happen? <laughs> uh, I thought that was pretty good. And then uh, like, it gets outrageous. Like to me, the way that movie feels is um, it almost feels like, Uh, Mel Brooks wasn't allowed to do what he wanted exactly with that film. And then eventually, like halfway through production or something, someone gave up and said, I fuck it, do what you want. And then he did like the nonsense at the end where like the homeless people raid where the rich people are and they have their weird like – robot battle with the cranes like just silly nonsensical stuff that happens that to me felt more like a Mel Brooks movie like you're you're
1: talking about it
2: like it's a movie you really liked I'm saying if that specific piece of it I really enjoyed but the first most part of that movie like I watched it and it felt like homework
3: I'm gonna have to torpedo your your argument there a little bit because Mel Brooks was the producer the writer and the director of that movie he okay. did what he wanted. He did
1: it all.
2: <laughs> uh, well, something happened in between. Like he, he just like had a stroke and then was like, oh. I guess he I wanted to do this. something
1: different. He was like, okay, people haven't liked my last few Mel Brooks comedies. I'm going to make a just actual Hollywood comedy. And we're going to see how this goes. And it didn't go awesome.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, maybe halfway through making it, he realized, I need to add something to it. But it just, the film didn't hit for me. I, I thought it was... Man, i i get there like this i think that's the other thing too like the message in the, the movie just felt different maybe it's the tone that was off um so it's one of those things like i'm willing to give it another chance but i don't know if i'd necessarily want to watch it again um i will say this dracula dead and loving it for me is more of a, maybe a nostalgia thing. Cause it's silly, but it's, it's not a, it's not definitely not one of his best movies, but I mean, it's a fine movie. I, it's kind of like if I had to be in the mood to watch it, I, I would probably watch it, but I'm, I'm not going out of my way to watch that movie. Mm-hmm. But like you'd said, that's where the line is. So like those two movies are like, I don't need to ever watch those again. Everything above that, like I would happily watch again.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, again, 12 chairs I, I thought was, was, was good again. I, I would. I didn't know the thing about the adaptation, so now that makes me almost want to watch a serious adaptation of, of how that that uh, story is handled. Um, high anxiety. I felt weird ranking high anxiety over Twelve Chairs. I, I actually debated going with uh, Twelve Chairs. Like high. I, I actually think I laughed a little more during Twelve Chairs, but high anxiety consistently, I think was good. There were spots in Twelve Chairs
1: where I just like was. It just was slow to pick up. Uh, i uh I'll, i kind of give it to High Anxiety a little bit in that it has a few parts that really shine like the, mm-hmm. the musical and a few of the bits are real good and uh, maybe that saves it in my eyes I don't
2: know. yeah no there are they're parts that, that are pretty funny i but it, it's still like you had said we <laughs> we both agreed on the same sentiment it's like i think i'd rather just watch a different mel brooks movie for the comedy or a hitchcock film for the thrill yeah uh history of the world I have it seven. I guess this one's a little odd. Cause I, I like the movie, but I, there are parts of it that drag a little bit, but it's funny. And, and this is where it gets hard. It's like, I'm ranking them. So it feels like ranking it lower means it's bad, but it, it's still good. I just think that uh, there are other things that I hold. Maybe for instance, I, I hold space balls over it because there is more nostalgia but at the same time, I'd argue no. I, I think I, I think Spaceballs is a funnier movie. That doesn't mean that Spaceballs is the greatest film of all time. Like, it's been held. Like I said, it fell out of my top five. And before all of this, it was in my top three. So, um, that being said, uh, History of the World is still a good movie. But just, it's right there in the middle. Um, actually, I would say if there's a second invisible line, like seven and up is right where that hits. Where it's like, okay, these are all great Mel Brooks films. Like, I think, I think 10 and below are like, these are fine. Eight and nine are, these are good. You should watch them at least once, but that's it. Seven and up are, these are all great movies. Um, but, uh, so Spaceballs at six, again, I still think it's a, it's a really funny movie, um, but it's, it's not as good as it's held. And I think it's for all the reasons we we touched on in the last episode. Um, Robin Hood Men in Tights, I think the jokes are just a little bit tighter there's just something so fucking funny Tite. about her, the blind mm-hmm. ah yeah you got it Oh, uh, yeah uh the uh the blind Tite. uh Tite. the blind man just is i i can still see it now I think I've, i haven't laughed harder other than what I'm about to talk about uh in silent movie cuz we're going to get there we're going to jerk off about silent movie yes uh <laughs> men in tights uh Manentite is really good and the nostalgia is there for me. So that's why I have it where it is. And it's my number two in our ranking of our five that we watch for this. Honestly, two through four, I literally think I could just throw darts to pick where I would rank them. They're all really, really good. And Mm I, I can just, the way the wind would blow could help me dictate. I mean, I even changed two and three, um, uh, a little bit. Silent movie is by far his most underrated film. Bar none. That movie is fucking hilarious. I, I laughed so hard I had to stop eating during watching the movie there you
1: see same thing uh,
2: you, was, like, you, you laugh
4: so
1: hard you gotta like reset yourself i did the same yeah. thing to me. i was like choking and i was like shit i gotta fucking finish this dream sickle i don't want to ruin too I much was, of it for God. zach because he's really gonna like that movie too but the the one spoken line in that movie is one of the funniest things i've ever seen in the yeah let's not ruin it i
4: don't <laughs> want to spoil
2: it either but it is brilliant i actually like went out of my way to explain it uh because uh my my in-laws have been in for uh for thanksgiving and we all went out to dinner and they, they were like, Oh, you were laughing pretty hard the other night. And they asked me what I watched. I told him mm-hmm. and I walked them through like what the movie is about the premise of like what they do and like the people in the movie. And I brought up that. Uh, and cause he was like, Oh, was there any line of the film based on what it is? Like there's one, there's one line and it is brilliant for what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. so <laughs> I, I agree the, the, the movie is great. Uh, it definitely deserves a watch. Uh, Again, I, I debated even having it at two, but um, I think the, the other films are just a little, just slightly edged. Uh, but it, come on, it's great. Come
1: on, man. The, the part where they're chasing uh, Paul Newman on electric uh, oh, wheelchairs, yeah. <laughs> way funnier than anything in Young Frankenstein. Come on now. Uh maybe the, i the part I, where they're all lathering up pert reynolds come on now that's way hotter than anything okay, that happened okay, to Doug frankenstein i, I laughed
2: <laughs> i laughed really hard when that happened they're like how do we get in there
1: and they just they're in
2: his bathroom
1: <laughs> just, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> you no
2: know, uh i also uh like just some of the lines that were said uh like they're talking. They did this bit, which again, I don't think they overdid it, but they did the bit where like you can clearly tell what they said, said. Something different, yeah. And then it said something different. Uh, but uh, Marty, uh, is it Marty Feldman? Yeah, yeah. um Eggs, I think is his name in the movie. Marty That's Eggs. Right. Well, he's always wearing that stupid aviator calf which is yeah. great uh but he looks at some woman and he like says a bunch of stuff and does a bunch of animated stuff and he's like would you like to dance with a mild-mannered pervert <laughs> <laughs> <What the fuck? laughs> it's just fucking stupid it, the, it, the movie is definitely worth a watch it's really funny uh and um yeah i honestly i, I almost wanted to watch it again because i think I, fig- I feel like i missed stuff um Again, they, they just play really the best way to talk about it because they do all this extra stuff. like we, You already know some of this. They pull all these big stars into the movie, and that's the premise of it. There's very meta for what the movie is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes more sense when you watch it. But really, what makes that movie so funny is right at its core, it is just Mel Brooks, Marty Feldman, and Dom DeLuise and just going around, around doing wacky, dumb shit in their mm-hmm. in their
1: little convertible car. Just driving like There's around. all kinds of dumb bullshit. Like when they're trying to just get a Coke. And the yeah. machine is launching yeah. the, mo- but it's not in there for any reason. I mean, it sets up a joke later in the movie, I guess. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't have does. to be in there. It really is just the three of them were like thought up a bunch of funny shit to put in the movie and then made a movie. It's you
4: know,
2: perfect. that's a dumb.
1: That's like a dumb
2: silent movie bit. Like that. Like that's a like again. Like oh, I can't get the the coke because the coke can keeps going and shooting out of the the machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can uh, totally
1: see like you know Buster Keaton doing that or something yeah, but then they tie it into the
2: movie. It, like it's just great because they have the plot and they use it as a weapon. it's it's funny. Uh, yeah, great, great film, underrated by far. It's probably one of outside of the movies that i've I've just watched, it's probably one of my favorite movies I've watched this year that I'd never watched. Good. it's it's really good so I'm, I'm glad that i borrowed it from you uh, i i want to find a copy of that collection that you have and get that just to have silent movie to watch it every now and again because it's really funny
1: it's so it's so underrated uh, they won't even like put it out for people to fucking buy uh, i rent. know that,
2: it's criminal it, it needs to be out there uh the producers uh i mean what does there say we've, we've already talked about it a, a ton it it's a classic it's mm-hmm. it's hilarious um I, I think maybe the nostalgia for Young Frankenstein is still why I have it ranks, ranked as high as... Oh, sorry, I'm looking at my old list. I switched it on the other. So Young Frankenstein's actually number three for okay, me. Okay, yeah, I was and like... I <laughs> and I have producers at number two. But even, like I said, two through four, I could I literally, on a whim, just flip around. Um, but uh, but yeah, Young Frankenstein largely holds up for nostalgia. It might be one of those things where I, as I watch these other films more, I could see it taking the same fall that Spaceballs does. Like, it's still a great movie, but I might not hold it to the same standard or hold it to the same, like, uh, reverence as the others. Uh, I don't know. I guess it just depends on how I feel about it over time. But right now, it's solidly number three. The, the producers is, is great. And I think the other thing about the producers is that it, maybe it's respect for the fact that it because it's his first film, it helps set the groundwork for what the, a lot of these films are going to be like. Um, and then Blazing Saddles i mean there's really not much else to say that we hadn't covered in the episode yeah sort of the funniest films of all time it's one of my favorite films of all time
0: all right time for final ranking uh so number one and number five are locked in because i mean does anybody disagree that dracula debtor and loving it should not be number five
1: i mean as mean, as far as the five go yes for sure
0: yeah and number one obviously blazing saddles we all agree on that yeah okay uh,
1: yeah i think
4: so all
0: right so this is where it gets a little bumpy a little bit because me and zach i believe have the same thing um where it's one uh blazing saddles then two history of the world part one and then robin hood and then Spaceballs. Well,
1: Spaceballs at number four we all agree with don't we or is Chance uh, the at-line? i have it i have it at three
2: but i again i i could I could see switching it. I I, I debated switching spaceballs and history of the world, so I'm not going to argue history of the history of the world at four. Spaceballs can be four. I'm I'm fine with that.
0: All right, spaceballs at number four. All right, so Andy, I think you're the one that has Robin Hood, Tights above, and
1: Chaz does as well.
0: Yes, so... I
1: I would
2: I would concede that Robin Hood is. I would concede that Spaceballs falls to four, but I don't think I would say that History of the World's better than Robin Hood.
1: History of the world is uh, like it has a lot of the same stuff going on that Silent Movie does. It's like all oh, they just thought of a bunch of funny shit and put in a movie, which is great. But Silent Movie has an overall story to hang it all on. Um Robin Hood and Men and Tights has an overall story to hang all the jokes on. Uh, History of the World Part One, you could like cut into pieces and run as a television show. And it would be a hilarious television show, and I would love it to death. But I just think ultimately, Robin Hood: Men in Tights is a better movie. Right? Not talking about which one's funnier, which one's this or that. I think it is the superior film. Mm. Is
0: so, what I base that on. But so this is—I mean, I'll tell you what I think. Um, but Zach, do you have any defense on why Robin Hood: Men in Tights should be above? History of the Part wor- World, lo- uh, God damn it! History of the World Part One. There we go. Um, they're
3: ri- they're right about that in that it's got more of a narrative to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say a little more than some of his other movies even do. Uh, mm-hmm. but and that's uh that's also part of uh why. Uh, I guess I, I reacted more positively to
1: Life Stakes, which we'll get into in a little bit. Yeah, no, um, we're going to double back. We're doing we're doing the big.
3: So it would be like a disservice to my <laughs> own uh, spiel. Uh, Your future about, argument. <laughs> about like, well, why, why I like Life Stakes. And I'm not saying it's a great, amazing movie either. But like, you know. Um, yeah, like I laughed more at History of the World Part 1, but I could... To, you know say sure you can call robin hood men and tights a better movie yeah yeah
0: yeah because what i was i was gonna lead into that because it's a cohesive plot robin hood men and tights compared to history to part world uh history to world part one where it's just like funny segments that happened in history and stuff mm-hmm. so but i was i was i liked it more because of, i laughed more in history to world part one
1: uh, yeah, I I think I think the true argument would lie in like which one's funnier. But I think when you start bringing in all the other factors, Robin Hood starts taking it.
0: Barely. I uh, I I just if if you
1: ever if you ever look at this this list and feel a little upset, I just want you to remember Patrick Stewart looking at the camera and saying, "It's good to be the king." <laughs> <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> the best. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I had oh, like Patrick's Pat, Patrick Stewart, just oh face. Uh I thought you guys I mean, obviously is that where we're going with Robin Hood Men and Tights no, gets number two and then History of the World Part One gets number three. Are we,
2: That's what I think we should do. I mean if I if I conceded mine to to like switch the way I did, then my my list matches Andy's exactly. Uh but like if we're going for yeah, I I, I don't so, yeah, my I have no. nothing else to say. I'm having a stroke apparently. I, <laughs> well, all
3: right.
1: right.
3: I, I, He's been overdosing on Thorazine. <laughs>
1: okay. yeah,
4: that, that,
3: uh, so, the <laughs>
1: official College of Big Trouble Mel Brooks 201 class ranking is uh, Blazing Saddles is number one, Robin Hood number two, History of the World part three, Spaceball is number four, Dracula 10, 11 at five. Now, if you attended the advanced course, Mel Brooks 401, then we have a little more discussion to do. Uh, I know everyone wants to talk about Life Stinks and hear about why Zach likes it so much. And I think I know why he likes it so much. But I'm more interested in, I really want to hear a passionate defense of uh, producers being number one. Because it's something I could very easily see myself doing. But I just want to talk about the producers for a minute before we even move on to Life Stinks. Oh, like why I put it number
3: one? Yeah. Well, and, and I said a little bit before, uh, I didn't get into it very deeply, but to me, that movie, Blazing Saddles, you could flip a coin. I see you gave
1: them the same score.
3: They to me they're just as good, it, but it's for like different
1: reasons a little bit. The humor is yeah. a little different. Blazing Saddles than it is producers. Uh, the producers is like more serious. It, it feels like next to Life Stinks. The producers is the most real Mel Brooks movie. Yeah, well, yeah. and ma- maybe Twelve Chairs. I guess maybe Twelve Chairs. Twelve Chairs a little bit too sure. Um,
3: and so it's got some of that going for it that it's not like. It, like Blazing Saddles literally feel, feels kind of like uh history of the world fully realized as a movie with a plot in it that's meta as fuck and it's breaking the fourth wall and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> it Whereas the producers was
1: like, "Let's do that," but it's it's in real life, like kind of like what you were just saying. I always felt like history of the world part one was an attempt to recapture the magic that was blazing sales. Cause Bla- blazing sales mm-hmm. predates it by like a decade. It's so they were years. like, Oh man, we, we, we've never made a movie quite like that. Let's try to do that again. And they couldn't like, they wrote most of a Roman era movie so they can make a bunch of Jew and Jesus jokes. Yeah. And then they were like, eh, there's not quite enough here. What if we did something else? Yeah. And we got the rest of it.
3: Mm hmm. Yeah, some of the segments are like uh, shorter than others would be. That you you'd think oh, like I wanted a little bit more of the, uh, um, the Inquisition or something. Or uh...
1: oh, that reminds me. Uh, I, sorry to interrupt. I wanted to know what's everyone's uh, favorite musical from any Mel Brooks movie? Because Inquisition is up there for me, but it comes down to probably Lily von Stupp's song. Yeah,
0: that takes it for me.
1: But. Then I want to give it to Springtime for Hitler because that song gets stuck in my head all the time. It's Springtime for Hitler. Springtime. Yes. For Hitler. It's, yes, springtime.
2: it's Springtime for <laughs>
4: Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> I
3: <it's>,
2: agree. <laughs> it's, it's springtime for Hitler for me too. Uh, I, I, I can't concede I would never concede the producers is better than Blazing Saddles, but that's just total bias on my end. But mm. it, it I, is solidly I, could be the number two for me. But I will say that the best
1: musical single musical is Springtime for Hitler no doubt i like men in tights it's extremely good and like i said one of the highlights of high anxiety is the musical in that but yeah ultimate springtime trailer is just so catchy
3: the high anxiety one's more just entertaining than it is like funny it's it's kind
1: of serious in
3: a way i was (laughs) like it was pretty good mel brooks you did a pretty good job it felt like a like an old timey like golden age hollywood number rather than Mm -hmm. a mel brooks musical thing uh but yeah that's that's how I feel about producers at blazing saddles they're it's It's two sides of a coin thing, you know it's okay either or
1: all right, now you gotta talk about life stinks,
3: okay well, uh keep in mind the other thing about this this whole Millbrooks deal was that I never watched any of these movies. I have no biases, I have no nostalgia
1: yeah that's that's what you're you're pure,
3: yeah, so. I watched that and i felt like i was like okay this is starting out a little different this feels a little different but like as it was going and kind of like what, what you're just saying to the producers like life's life stinks to me feels kind of like um one of those like 80s kind of comedies where they try to have more of a plot in it and it can have like some some fairly serious moments because there's like one of his friends dies. He gets sick and he fucking dies and he finds him like in the middle of the street. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and they're all laughing and joking around, talking about what they want to do when they die. And he's like, Oh, scatter my ashes in the, the whatever that, that place was it's supposed to go out to see.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And they do a whole bit about that that's funny where they just he's like, All right, here you go, sailor, and then <laughs> gets all over him yeah that that little bit's
2: funny he's he's like crying, and he's like he's a There's so much there. he's like, how much do you weigh about hundred and forty
3: pounds <laughs> goodbye, sailor goodbye they're all saying goodbye dusting them off of him' and then, like it yeah. is uh, funny that is funny sneezes. goodbye goodbye sailor <laughs> but because like um uh, but like uh yeah, that aspect of it kind of appealed to me a little bit more that it it, it had heart uh and I liked that about it,
1: yeah, it did try it was, to have a message.
3: It was, you know, it was about homeless people and stuff, and, you know, and and I was, I got kind of invested
1: in that a little bit. Hmm. Um, And I think that's why I I liked it. That's reasonable. You drank the Mel Brooks Kool-Aid on it. A little
3: bit, yeah. Um, I also liked uh, the the character Molly uh, that was in that movie quite a bit, too. She was pretty funny uh in her own way i thought
1: i thought she was funnier than mel brooks for parts of the movie like for she, was, some... she was pretty good
3: yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> they're like uh, like he, he, that whole thing with the bat and then like he's like i did it i i won and then he he steals a bottle of champagne and goes to series like let's drink i'm happy you celebrate with me he's like i don't want to drink the happiness it goes away it's I want to drink to depression. <laughs> it stays <Yeah>. with
1: you.
2: <laughs> I don't want to lose it. Yeah.
1: I don't want to lose uh, it. I, I think part of my frustration with that movie was I saw Jeffrey Tambor in it. I was like, oh, he's going to be hilarious. And he's like, only kind of funny the whole movie. Yeah. Like, I keep thinking about Arrested Development. I'm like, I know you're funnier than this. Be funny. <laughs>
3: he com- he, and this goes back to what I was saying, where it, it kind of reminds you of like one of those 80s comedies. Like, I, I got like Scrooge vibes and stuff like that from it. Yeah. yeah.
2: What's the uh, movie that, um, is it trading places that uh, the, the yeah. the Eddie Murphy and, uh, Dan mm-hmm. Aykroyd? Yeah. 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 It's got a very like off budget feel of that movie to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm.
4: And I,
3: I like those, I like those kinds of comedies too. Those, those movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like that guy, uh, the Jeffrey, uh, table plays, uh, whatever his name was. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. he comes off like the slimy asshole bad guy because there's always one of those guys in those movies too
4: it's just mm-hmm. they set
1: it up weird because he's like oh i grew up on these streets and i'm a self-made millionaire i didn't get a i didn't get a loan yeah. from my daddy to start my business which which felt like a uh, time-traveling trump dig to me it was really weird <laughs> <'Cause>, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Something like that yeah
3: And uh also he he, he did, did do that thing that was kind of funny where he barged in he's like am i Am I interrupting? It's like he'd do like reverse psychology. <laughs> that, or that's shit. one of my favorite bits of like, that movie. Right. I should go.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to
3: go. I'm going to go. And he goes <laughs> like, wait a minute. But before I go. <laughs> <It's just
2: laughs> you serious. know, he's like, I've already interrupted you. I might as well. Yeah, that, that's really funny. I don't know. Aggressive You're doing thing. to me
1: what I feel like we always do to Dubs, where we talk about a movie. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I did like it more than I thought I did. <laughs> it doesn't happen to me a lot on this show, but it does once in a while. I feel
4: like it's I don't. I don't do know. You know like, what? I, I'm going
2: to give it to you. I'm, I'm moving it up. I, I, I'm taking it. Yeah. I'm, I'm moving it up above Dracula because I, I think now was, that I'm sitting on it, there's more heart to it. Uh, the, the Dracula
3: movie is just like meh. it's the it's the Mel Brooks uh, parody movie. And like like Andy was saying earlier, I guess he felt like he wanted to try to do something a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, Life stinks. Feels a little late to the party it probably would have fit in more two
1: three four years ago yeah totally when it came out uh but i I feel like if he had made that movie in like 1984 85 somewhere when when some more of his friends were still alive i really think it would have hit
3: don de luis was funny in it too as the other bum who was claiming he was a rich guy Mm. And (laughs) and they get in a whole argument about who's richer and he starts slapping him and then that joke plays out at the end too after. Oh he's get like, nah,
2: get him away from me. He's crazy.
3: He's back. <laughs> he's he starts away. I, don't I don't know. Like it was it was a good fun like most of the bits I thought were funny in it. Uh, and then like it got serious too, like when he almost fucking died from being overdosed from Thorzy. <laughs> that the, honestly, that I was
2: kind of checked out watching the movie in that that bit. When he gets screwed over, uh, save like it, once he hits that and they they take him there to be committed and he gets put in that like h- that hallway and he gets all the thorazine and stuff. That saved it for me and then I just started like pay a little more attention and I laughed pretty hard.
3: That that um, was the moment where I, I think I probably laughed the most at the movie was that. Uh, mm-hmm. The whole thing with the doggers and shit. And then like uh, when he he tries to go back home and he. His the lawyers fucking backstab is like what are you doing you didn't honor the agreement. we're lawyers huh and he tries to steal all of his shit back from his house
4: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: it's like more ridiculous shit he goes like i want these are my candle holders i bought them from the Vatican. this my uh uh the my van go i need that too and he puts it on his back and he's like that he steals a statue
4: yeah <laughs> he just grabbed all the
3: shit that belongs to him that felt like a classic uh old Mel Brooks jokes there or Mel Brooks joke there too. But um yeah.
1: Other than it, that, uh I'm kind of proud of us because our, our elongated lists are very similar. Uh generally speaking, I think the spiritual long list, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna force us to go another 30 minutes so that we can get a long list going. Basically, spiritually speaking, it's Zach's list, but you gotta bump life stinks down to like, you know next to last third from last and then you got to slip silent movie in at. i guess i'm gonna have to put it at number three because she has it at four and i got it too i guess yeah, i'm
3: kind I, of the out the outlier in Spaceballs too because like i didn't uh i don't know i watched it and there when we were talking about it I was like yeah there was parts of it that were kind of funny but to me it's like just barely better than dracula
1: <laughs> yeah uh, i i think it's like better than barely better than dracula but yeah honestly i could see putting it pretty low i, I if i'm being honest usually when I approach these lists, I think about what movie would I most want to see again right now. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do that so much for this one because I'm going to watch high anxiety again, way before I watch Spaceballs again. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of with you on that one. That's why I'm saying like your list. I think most matches spiritually where we're all at, except you got to bump life stinks down and we're going to have to put Silent movie in there somewhere. It's some point.
0: Zach sold me on life stinks. So I think I'm going to watch that and see if you I ag- see if I agree with Zach.
1: You should watch producers
3: and you should watch Life Stinks.
0: Life I've Stinks seen, is on is on Tubi. I I've seen mm-hmm. the producers, um, okay. but and then Why did uh, you
1: include it? I I he, he didn't like it. He he thinks it's an unfair, unfair portrayal of Hitler.
0: I would put if I Yeah, well yeah. Uh no, I'm kidding. Uh, at, good angle. good <laughs> angle. At number two uh, Hitler. <laughs> uh, number two would be the producers for me if I had to put it in the list, and then it would be History of the World Part One.
4: Yeah. I won't. See, I can't get mad
3: at
1: you
0: mm-hmm. and argue
3: about it either. If if anybody's like, oh, i so, like, that's fine. Yeah. As long as producers is is two. Yeah. If <laughs> yeah. someone's yeah. like the
1: producers is a bad movie, now
3: True.
2: we're in a fight. A fight. Is yeah. I actually, bad. like sitting here now, <laughs> even like talking about it or thinking about it, I feel like I would even I would even shift mine. Like I think I think. The clear de facto top three for me, thinking about what I'd want to watch again right off, in order from top to bottom, Blazing Saddles, Producers,
1: Silent Movie. Same here. There's, that's my top three. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, so yeah, I, th- I think that's 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 what I would I would put. So I, I think that if we have that, wherever everyone everything else kind of fits, is round about the same. It, it, it's kind of like everything falls into like little like groups of where they fit. We got a tier list going. We got Tears. tier one and we got we got our S tier, we got our A tier. You can tell I I play far many far too many stupid video games that, that have tier lists. Dracula uh,
3: Dead and Loving It is the Dan of Mel Brooks films. It is the
2: tier F. There you go.
3: Is, <laughs> welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> welcome to my Ted Talk.
0: <laughs> but uh yeah, that we're done with Mel Brooks. That means it the season because December and January is locked in months. Uh but sometimes we do something gimmicky uh for December. I, if I remember correctly, we had a Sean Connery Christmas and then we had a Merry Uh Matrix Christmas. That's w- right. Where we had all the Matrix movie because that's when Resurrection was coming out during Christmas time. What they do. Uh, yeah, that movie. Huh. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh and then uh you know half of that that's when i chose the worst movie that we ever watched which is the karate uh, uh miracle which zach by the way uh banned me from doing wrestling uh miracle christmas uh which was from the same people who did the karate one i
3: wondered why we weren't watching it
0: because yeah. i
3: told him it was like you can't pick that because you're gonna tank our team if you do
0: yes <laughs>
3: <laughs> because we all hated that movie
0: Yes. So <laughs> if much. if you haven't noticed, really? we're going to be doing something gimmicky. It's going to involve tag team because obviously. Wait,
1: Dubs, if you want to pick that, I will choose whatever the sequel is to that Santa Claus movie we watched the very first year we were doing Oh my this. God. Why are
4: you doing Let's not watch
0: <laughs> Garbage. <guarded. laughs> <laughs> There's one day that all the shitty movies that either Zach or Chaz didn't watch during our run and stuff. I, I, there's some things I want to revisit down the road. Uh, that would be
1: like, you know, if one of us is out of town or something, there needs to be like, uh, okay, we're gonna do like classic picks from Big Trouble Past or something. I don't know,
0: yeah, so that we can get their rankings and stuff. Yeah, uh,
1: most of Big Trouble
4: Past. <gasps> oh.
0: Yeah, but anyway, the gimmick is we're doing tag teams. So that means double feature because every December, I usually take about two weeks off. So the last two weeks, I will be off. But I think they are going to be, uh, these three guys are going to be doing a show without me in one of those weeks. Uh, so be, beware for that. But as far as our gimmick, uh, there's going to be tag teams. There's no names yet. Uh, I know Chaz and Andy are going to be doing, uh, they're going to be one team, and me and Zach are going to be the other. i well, don't- we agreed on our name. Oh well, what's our name, Zach? Because I agree. Noël World Order. Noël World Order. We're gonna have Noël Foley as our fucking manager. <laughs> <Noelle> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess
1: I guess we'll be Generation Xmas then.
4: Uh, yeah, I a mean, yeah. season to be jolly, brother. Let
3: me tell you something, Jack. You better be ready when the holidays roll around. We're gonna
1: drive a sleigh over exactly. to your show and fucking yell at all your fans in line. I'll tell you what.
0: I will tell you what though, we got but uh <laughs>
1: that was pretty
3: good yeah that was gonna place me good. off guard yeah
0: but i don't think chaz and andy have movies yet so when you watch our episode if you see the movie titles watch it b- before you listen to our episode because right. we spoil it
2: I, no 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 we we said we would do it live i'm happy to commit now and make mistakes I, i'm cool with it. It. as long as right. andy is Generation X, we don't play.
1: Do the movies? They don't have to match theme, right? We can just choose a Christmas movie for fuck's sake. We can just we can just choose a Christmas movie. All right. What do you choose? So, I I I do remember my third
2: choice. So, uh, um, I remembered my third choice too. Actually, so I I feel I feel bad because now knowing that the one it's all I'm being greedy because it's like I know this movie's gonna get ranked high. At least I feel like it's going to get ranked high because of of nostalgia. But oh, you're going to choose time... the same
1: one I was going to choose. Yeah. S- it was... Say it at the same time. Three, two, one. Scrooged.
2: Oh no, that wasn't it.
1: Oh, okay. Actually, the other
2: one, the other one I had is a very oddball one. It's it's one of those movies where it happens in the setting of Christmas,
1: but it is not a Christmas movie. Uh-uh. Also, you guys may well, have then don't choose it if it's not a Christmas movie. It
2: is a Christmas movie because it happens during Christmas and there's a message there, but it's a fucked up movie. Also, it's, it's, I'd be I, it's controversial. No. <laughs> actually Prometheus, but I wasn't sure if you guys have
1: watched.
2: Yeah, exactly. I I thought it was... No!
4: No, it's a Christmas movie. It's
1: not. No, I'm sick of this. It takes place at Christmas, so it's a Christmas movie. That's not true. And we can discuss this next month or we can discuss it now. But (laughs) here's the fact of the matter. We've talked about this before. It's gotta be a Christmas movie because it's gonna have Christmas themes at the end. That's why Die Hard, Gremlins, stuff like that is a Christmas movie. And why some other stuff isn't a Christmas movie. Like Batman returns. There's Batman Batman returns. It's another great one. But there's gotta be at the end, there's gotta be like. Uh, togetherness or or giving is better than getting or uh, family's all that matters or sometimes um uh, peace toward men there's gotta be something like that okay I mean, okay
0: does have something like
2: that. i'm going full abominable sean michaels <laughs> in <Chill> 96. <out.
0: laughs> wait 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 Look, wait here's
1: a christmas movie I was this scrolling. is this, we've talked about it on the show at least twice and okay i'll do it i'll do it every episode next month i don't give a fuck
0: okay what about this since we're doing this live since we're doing this live obviously don't choose prometheus for your your pick <laughs>
1: prometheus
3: but, uh, is bad but
0: i've uh, always
1: wanted i've always wanted that to be the theme for a christmas i've always wanted it to be choose movies that are questionably christmas movies and then we're going to debate whether or not they are
0: but here's what i'm here's what i'm thinking the, the episode that i'm not on you guys choose prometheus and you guys debate on why it's a christmas movie <laughs> or not <laughs> Well, there we go.
2: We we can talk about spicy Christmas movies I just later. Get all over um, my mic. Um, <laughs> I, I I like this as as a teammate. I'm gonna I'm gonna offer you two movies, Andy, and you choose mm-hmm. one. And then I think you should offer me the two movies you have, and I'll choose that. Out yeah, of totally. Those. We'll do that. Okay. So my two movies for you. I will take out Prometheus, Gremlins,
1: Home Alone Two, Lost in New York. Home Alone Two, Lost in New York yes fantastic okay <laughs> that's an easy one for me I, yeah Grimlin's uh, one is fine i think
2: gremlins two is
1: way better than the first oh one. Gr-
2: the Grimlins gremlins sequels much much better mm-hmm. uh gizmo gets more shine it's, it's it's good stuff but
1: all right i want you to choose i guess i'll stick with Scrooge as one and the other one like a uh, uh, little bit of a dark horse considering we're all adult men but hey you've got a kid uh uh my christmas carol Ah, one hundred
2: percent Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh I'm good. trying to find a reason to have Evie watch it, so we're we're set.
1: Yeah, good. there we go. So those are your movies. Those are your movies. You gotta watch them.
0: Okay, and we're uh, me and Zach are gonna have to talk because those are two fucking good movies. <laughs> you guys, you guys <laughs> listen. I hate to say this, you guys—we're breaking it spread. now. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, Prometheus lit the spark. like right. Fuck this. Yeah. yeah. Santa's an ass man. Now, are we allowed to do, uh, are we going to get to do a, uh, a promo next, next week? Do I get to go, Oh, you didn't know.
4: Ho, ho, ho.
0: So here, here's the thing. This is something that you're, uh, what I told you guys in the thing is, uh, there's going to be extra points. It's going to be fun points. It's kind of like, you know, whose line is anyway, where the points don't matter and shit, but I think it would be kind of funny that if you can, you and Andy, you know, off, you know, stream and stuff create a promo, meaning one of you guys are going to have to do a quick 30-second promo. Thirty, I I believe that's good 30 seconds, and then usually what I play in the beginning of the episode as far as a video, it will be your promo, and then we'll get into the movies.
2: Can, can, can we can we retroactively use Andy's bit about Christmas movies being Christmas movies? Because he fucking killed it. I I feel like that would be the <laughs> but but no I've, we could talk about it but yeah and I, and meaning address. of
1: christmas it's a real thing
0: yes and obviously zach same thing we'll have our out promo uh we're gonna have to do that but there's other things that you could do you could have accessories that kind of match and stuff you could have catchphrases if you want to so if you do that that's funny I, I think. I'm blow it's,
2: a banana. Yeah. Blow a banana with a Christmas hat on. It counts, right?
0: Yeah, do that. I'm sure that will be great for the YouTube uh, overlords. <laughs> yeah, this is how you suck a banana. Uh, <laughs> 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 but, but remember, guys, Home Alone 2 and uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, make sure you watch those and then come back and we'll talk about it. Uh, if
1: you haven't seen it before and you're like, that's for kids. It's not for kids. Also, Michael Kane is like the best Scrooge ever. So get over yourself.
0: Yes. Uh but if you want to catch more of Big Trouble Podcasts, we're on all podcast services. Uh me, Zach, and Chaz, we did fucking getting some color. That's why you got the sound bit color of angle. uh in there. So you'll see that and it's <laughs> a great episode uh man that was a fun episode to do last night uh and obviously me and zach have lost in nightmares which as of right now the Callisto calisto uh protocol just got released uh and i'm pretty sure that's a game that we're going to be covering on that channel
2: yeah, people are already not... pissed because it released at midnight and people already beat it they
3: fucking... <laughs> have, have the autism i don't know what to say <laughs> <It's being> <laughs> <run>. <laughs> Uh, I'm not gonna get mine until after Christmas. Cause yeah, that's it's fine. Good. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, there'll be a delay in terms of me playing it.
0: Well, we still got to do Resident Evil fucking eight uh, a DLC and all the new shit in the third person, so that will have we'll have time for Callisto. Uh, but until next time, guys, remember it's Christmas season, baby, and I can't wait for fucking Twilight Zone. Guys, get ready for your picks. You're going to need, need to have those picks ready for Twilight Zone in January. did you
1: say you made a list of all the ones we've seen before?
0: I'm working on it. I'll have okay. it by the end of December for you guys.
1: Uh, okay. We're going to need it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but until next time, guys, I we will see you next week. Peace.
4: Thanks for listening. Life stinks.